episode two of season two of From Timber Falls with Love, your little dose of romance in the midst of daily life. I'm your host, Fiona West. I'm an author, wife, mom, and teacher, and I'm here to give you a peek into what's happening in your favorite small town. Today I've got chapter two of Could Be Something Good, the first book in the Timber Falls series. Daniel is about to have his very first day at Santiam Hospital and complicated feelings abound. Winnie, on the other hand, is just trying to talk to Martina and not at all interested in the silly blonde man who bounds up to her like a puppy. Unity of opposites, book buddies. It makes for a good romance. Enjoy! Chapter 2 Daniel was at the hospital early on Friday. He had first-week jitters and didn't want a chance being late. He loitered outside the conference room where his residency group was meeting, having already finished checking his patients. Dr. Uduwate and Dr. Trout seemed nice. It was just the three of them. Rural residency programs were always smaller, so that's what he'd expected. Less funding available than for the big programs, even though the need for doctors was greater here than in the big metropolitan areas. He watched people moving around with the kind of paced intentionality he thought medical professionals possessed in greater measure than most people. Well, maybe not counting moms of small children. They seemed to know it was a marathon. If only doctors could wear yoga pants all day, too. Excuse me. A tall, blonde woman swept past him, shouldering an oversized canvas bag that was stuffed to the brim, talking with a dark-haired woman next to her. Her hair was damp, and the scent of lavender lingered in the air behind her. Daniel Durand was too sensible to believe in love at first sight, but there was something about this woman. He couldn't put his finger on it. Her no-nonsense gait, her curvy hips, the slight gravelly quality to her voice. Daniel suddenly knew he had a soul for the first time, and its first order of business was declaring that it had found its mate. The pull toward her was planetary. He felt like a meteor drawn to her by an immense gravity the likes of which he'd never felt before. She'd only said two words to him, but he had butterflies in his belly like they'd just stayed up all night talking. He felt itchy to somehow do just that. He wanted to talk to her so badly he felt it like a hunger, like he hadn't eaten in days. And God help him if she smiled at him. The woman and her friend paused near the elevators and Daniel caught sight of his brother and waved him over. Who is that? Who? The blonde. Kyle squinted down the hall. Oh, that's Winnie. She's a midwife. Why haven't I seen her before? I don't know, he said slowly. Do you need glasses? Daniel rolled his eyes. I have glasses, as you already know. Have you ever thought about laser? Daniel walked away while Kyle was still talking. Hi, he said, interrupting the other nurse she was talking to. I'm Dr. Durand. Her eyebrows made a deep V. No, you're not. I've met Dr. Durand twice. I'm the older one's son and the younger one's brother, D Daniel Durand, the other Dr. Durand, he said, smiling. He offered his hand, but she didn't take it. She did not seem amused. Well, other Dr. Durand, you're interrupting my conversation with Nurse Lopez. She turned back to her colleague rebuffed? Was he being rebuffed? Strange. 
and troubling, very troubling. He walked slowly back to where Kyle was watching him with silent amusement. You need water or something to put out those flames? He frowned, rubbing the back of his neck. She said I was interrupting. Yeah, she's not interested in you, man. You're going to have to change up your moves if you want Winnie Baker to like you. Baker? As in related to Dr. Baker, my attending physician? That's not good. He nodded. Her mother. I'm not sure mother could really apply to Dr. Baker, Daniel said, lowering his voice. I mean, mother conjures up images of warm blankets and freshly baked treats and lunchbox love notes. That doesn't seem like her thing. Whose thing? Both brothers jumped. I should have known better, thought Daniel, turning to face their father. What are you doing here? Kyle asked. He always recovered a little faster. Just checking on my boys, Evan Duran grinned. I was in the neighborhood. Snooping, you mean, said Daniel, nudging him with his shoulder. He could see in his peripheral vision that doctors Udawate and Trout had just entered a patient's room. I should get back to my group. He left them chatting in the hall, glad that his dad hadn't witnessed his apparently foolish intention to introduce himself to the lavender woman. Perhaps it was only foolish because he jumped in too quickly, as usual. A little reconnaissance first. Maybe that's what the situation called for. Then again, his attending's daughter? Was that a good idea? It had taken a year longer than he'd wanted to get back to Timber Falls. He'd been at OHSU in Portland the year before for his first year of residency. But thanks to his dad pulling some strings, he'd gotten Santiam for his second year of residency. There was a huge need for rural physicians, so this rural residency program was a great way to give doctors a taste of the job, as well as open up more postings. Santiam had gotten a grant just a few years ago. He'd narrowed his focus to family medicine his first year, and was enjoying the opportunity to see patients of all ages, but he liked kids especially. Pediatrics was a little less intense than cardiac and emergency, a little more intense than podiatry and dermatology. Then again, doctors had to manage both patient and parent when working with kids. He joined Udawate and Trout in Mr. Helsing's room. To his surprise, of his current patients, he looked forward to seeing Mr. Helsing a little more than the others, even though Kyle and his dad both told him that he shouldn't have favorites. For one thing, he was 74, but he didn't let that keep him from hitting on all the nurses. Respectfully, of course. It was how Daniel secretly imagined himself as an old man. You couldn't walk out of Perry Helsing's room without laughing, and Daniel respected that the man could keep a sense of humor while facing bronchitis. He'd be going home soon, and Daniel was going to miss him. His attending physician, Dr. Baker, walked in, her cool gaze surveying her interns, then straightened her black pencil skirt under her white coat. Now that he knew they were related, he could see the strong resemblance between Dr. Baker and her daughter, the soulmate who'd just given him the brush-off. Mr. Helsing, Dr. Baker greeted him, businesslike as usual. Good morning, Dr. Baker. You're looking lovely today. What's the prognosis? He winked at Dr. Uduwate. Heard that on diagnosis murder once. Terushi grinned at him, but sobered when Dr. Baker placed the diaphragm of her stethoscope against his chest and listened to his lungs. She motioned for all of them to do the same. 
Daniel was the last in line. The prognosis is good, Dr. Baker replied. Your chest x-rays came back clean. We're going to start you on another dose of antibiotics just to be sure, but you should be able to leave soon. She turned to leave, and the other two followed her. Well, with four doctors instead of one, it was bound to be good. Mr. Helsing dropped his voice so only Daniel could hear. Hey, send that nurse in here, will you? Which nurse? Daniel asked, mimicking the man's hushed tone. The blonde one, the big girl, the baby catcher. Everyone else had shuffled back toward the door, and he lengthened his steps to catch up with them. If I figure out which one that is, I'll do that. Tell her I'm short on vitamin U. Daniel grinned and shut the door quietly. Apparently, he wasn't the only one who wanted to talk to Winnie. thought I would write a love at first sight book because that's not something I've ever experienced but Daniel has this lovely impulsivity that just made it work uh, so he's really fun I really enjoy writing him uh, and the shortage of rural doctors is a real problem I heard about it in college and it just sort of stuck in my head as so many little interesting details do uh, one of my goals with my books is always to entertain you but also to present these kind of complex issues for us to think about together so, uh, I hope you will think about it. Book six in the Timber Falls series will be out soon. I am literally finalizing this book today. And then it'll be going out to my advanced reader team, which you can join if you are interested. Just send me a message on Instagram or through my website, and we will make that happen. No Time Like the Present will be out November 9th, and we get to follow Dr. Trout and Dr. Uduwate as they experience some of this same time period. So it's kind of a fun look at the same moment from a different perspective. If you pre-order now, it's under a buck, so don't miss out. If you need more Timber Falls in the meantime, you can find the whole series in ebooks on Amazon, in Kindle Unlimited, or in paperbacks at most independent bookstores. And I would honestly love to hear from you. I know I say it every time, but it is true. If you have a question you want answered on the show, send me a voice message on Anchor and I'll try to include it on a future show. That's also where you can donate to support the show. Or if you're like me and don't want to learn how to do one more new technological thing, send me an email at fiona at fionawest.net. I am Fiona West, signing off. Happy reading, book buddies. I'll see you next Wednesday.